Thank you very much. I'm Marcel Rebillard, President, CEO of Puma Exploration, junior mining company doing some exploration for gold in uh, New Brunswick, northern New Brunswick, Canada. Marcel, really nice to meet you. Um, <clears throat> I know almost nothing about your company, so I'm going to learn a lot, I'm sure, in the next half an hour um, when you talk me through it. Um, now, when I had a quick look at uh, New Brunswick, uh, the first thing I saw was the, the the Bathurst mining camp, and that suddenly I remembered, of course, my geology course and the and the and the VMSs. It produced, you know, they, they were operating mines there for sixty years, but famous for the VMSs. And yet you're here exploring for gold. Um, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the kind of the history of kind of gold exploration in New Brunswick and and how you came to it? Exactly. So we've been working in Bathurst camp for about 15 years, Puma itself. But at the time, we were looking for base metal. Exactly as you said, Bathurst was renewed and famous for his uh, base metal mine. Basically, the Brunswick 12 is was the biggest uh, underground zinc mine in the world. So we've been working for that for many years, up to the time that the gold activity and the gold potential of Newfoundland has really been kicked off back in the 2019 or so. So all those companies have been working in that area, discovered really nice high-grade gold deposit, high-grade gold project. So we decide, uh, as a geo with my uh, technical team, to look the potential for gold as well in New Brunswick, because this is the same age, same origin, which is the Appalachian rock. So we said we should be able to find out really nice deposit, gold deposit in that area. So we move and switch from the copper and zinc explorer to a gold explorer, and we get approached by a local prospector uh, from Mr. Art Hamilton, who still do some uh, work there because, you know, it's uh, not too much happening anymore that the real prospector goes out and walk in the wood. So he called us and come back and say, we have a 50 grams gold grab sample at surface. Would you mind to have a look on it? So that was the last, you know, thing that we need to really prove up the potential for gold in uh, New Brunswick, northern New Brunswick. So this and, is where we've been started. And and so so what's the what's the sea distance? What's the geographical distance between New Brunswick and Newfoundland? Uh, you know, it's about like three hundred kilometers. Uh, so, but the thing is, when the uh, origin happened, all that was all tied up together. So even like from USA, New Brunswick, Newfoundland up to Ireland, this is all you know the same belt that they were there. So the big mine in Ireland and the one is in uh, USA is the same uh, okay, and, uh, rock. And so they pulled apart in the middle, and when the Atlantic opened, you know, it's a... It's a... Exactly, yes. Okay. So it's pretty close by in what we call, you know, geologic frame. For sure, if you want to yeah. drive or fly <laughs> or walk, you will have a really nice distance. But on the geological scale, this is uh, just beside that neighbor. Okay, and so, so New Brunswick had never been ex explored for, for gold, really, and... I mean, I, I, when I when I look through your when I look through your news flow, your news releases for the last three yeah. or four years, it's extraordinary. From two thousand and nineteen to the the kind of the, the the pace of discovery, and um, can you just just talk to me through how you've been handling all this new information and and, and what your approach has been? Yes, we're really really uh, like technical and data oriented. So what I mean by that is before to put a drill hole somewhere. We really, really want to make sure that we're going to make a discovery, we find something really interesting. But if we're talking about the gold potential, I mean, back in the maybe 2000, roughly years, there's a company, Galway's Metal, at the time that they are working mm -hmm. in certain part of New Brunswick. 
And uh, they have about, uh, if I'm not wrong, about uh, 3 million ounces inferred and uh, indicated resources of gold deposit. So we know there's already been occurrence of gold. Uh, but as I said, Noranda holds about 80% of the camp at the time for base metal. So it's pretty hard as well to, to get some claims and do some real exploration for gold. So we looked that together and we've been get called by prospectors. So we've put in two years about like 28 deals together from local prospectors. Some other was staked by us. And as I said, really technical work done. So by that is boot on ground, boots on ground, some team doing some exploration, early stage exploration. And then we do some trenching. After the trenching, we do the stripping. So we always have different steps, you know, to before making a real discovery by drilling. So beauty of New Brunswick, if you look a little bit at our picture and movie, it's really little overburdened. So this mm. is one big upside in the area because instead of trying to drill blind, what you do, you save a lot of costs by doing some drill uh, trenching and stripping. And then you remove all the gravel, which I should say, you know, it's overburdened, so glacial material, and get the two feet on the ground, the real rock. So it's even better to have a really nice stripping, as we can do, because there's other jurisdiction that you cannot do that kind of stripping. You know, that zone, which we call the length zone, is stripped for 700 meters long by 200 meters. So it's already kind of a pre-stripping. Then... You do the map, you take the measurement, you see everything, get as much sample as you can, grab sample, and then you drill. This um, is the discovery way we do it. Well, why Why did you start on Lynx? Was it because it was the most accessible? Was it because you had um, a license available there? Or was it because that was the best data? Or was it a combination of all three? Well, basically, it's a part of luck as well, because you know that the exploration, you know, we're back with real data, with real information, but you always need a little bit of luck. So what we've done, you know, having that grab sample in the inaugural showing, which was the O'Neill showing, then we get that 50 grams. So we knew there were the rhyolites. So the first trenching was always only done to intersect the rhyolite because we thought at the beginning that the goal was within the rhyolite as it must be. So we did some trenching, but those trenches was done along logging road because before cutting some mm. wood, as you have probably a rhyolite maybe one kilometer long, so you don't know really where to start. So to save cost, but also, you know, to not cut the wood if you don't need it. So you do your trenching in the previous road. So when I'm saying that it's part of luck, that road would, could be like 200 meters away and we would not get it. So... First trenches, only three grab sample at the bottom of the trench, six gram, nine grams, and three grams gold, which are not like really crazy. But once we found that, then we said we have something in hand right there at place. So we start trying to follow those veins up to the contact with the rhyolite, and boom, that's where we discovered the length zone. And since then, we just keep working there, apply for a bigger permit, doing more stripping, and then that's where we did the uh, discovery hole. The first one, the second one last year, where we got up to a bit more than five grams over 50 meters right from surface. So this is really, uh, you know, exploration, grassroots exploration. And then because it's so really nice place at surface, 
Then we did all the survey. So we did the V10 survey for 30,000 hectares. We did the mag, radiometric, and then, which is so great, instead of what many people do is they do survey and they test the target, us was a bit opposite. We already have a nice place. And then we did the survey to cover that discovery and see within the 40,000 hectare where we could find the same signature and, and uh, direct our exploration program. Uh, could you show me some geology or, or, the, or, the, or the geophysics of that place, of, of the O'Neill Gold Trend or the Lynx zone? Because yeah. I haven't quite got it in my head. I, I, um, I've, I've seen in your presentation that you've been working with Greg Corbett. But um, yeah. Uh, let, uh, let, let, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it better like this? Merlin? Yeah, I can see that. That's good. Perfect. So just to give uh, an introduction about what I'm talking about, that what we've been talking, the Bathurst camp, the places being explored for BMS, massive sulfide, zinc and copper is up there. So everybody was working in that area for the last 50 years. As those rocks are a bit younger, it was kind of left beside. So that's the reason why we've been able to collect those ground there. And now it's 100% Puma. The other major structural feature in that slide is the Rookie Brook Mainstream Fault. That's mm -hmm. a neurogenic fault. Same major suture as we can see and all together up to the uh, Newfoundland. So that is a major break that can prove up, uh, you know, the presence of a orogenic gold system. And within it, what we have been discovered so far is the Langs gold zone, the Cougar gold zone and the Jaguar. So this zone, those two were work in 2008 and we've been really concentrate the work so far on the lengths. So basically, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Jaguar and Cougar were worked in 2008, but not by you, by someone else. Exactly. So we had that in the back pocket, you know, at the same time that the 50 grand was discovered, the same company did a little bit of drilling there, but we didn't work there up to this summer because that was kind of, as I said, in the back pocket. And we wanted to really show what it is there before trying to have more work there and using our own exploration technique, the weight discovery tools that we use there to apply that here. And I tell you, we have real good success and I'll be able to uh, publish that pretty soon on the uh, news wire. Okay. So let's, let's go on. Let's have a little bit a closer look at the links zone. Yeah. So the length zone itself here, you see, this is the best way to do exploration for us as we have access to surface. So those are very high grade gold sample. This is all grab sample taken from surface. So removing all the dirt, you have access to rock and then you take as much sample as you can. There's only a little place here that we cannot do a stripping because there's too much overburden. After six, seven feet of overburden, it's kind of too touchy to remove all the ground and get access to rock. So we decide just to drill. But here, it's really high-grade gold up to 371, all at the contact between and, the, the rhyolite and the sediment. And do you have any sulfides? In, oh, I can see some sulfides in, the, in that rock sample on the left there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, is this oh. unweathered? Yes. Uh, you know, that surface zone, you don't see like a surficial alteration. You know, it's not uh, something like it's it just because it has been there. It's not a Gaussian zone. The thing that we can see 
is kind of uh, a little bit of galena, a little bit of antimony, but those are in the deepest uh, rock drill, not the surface, because the surface are really, really, uh, you know, described as a super gene gold alteration that has been put at the same time than, you know, the, uh, the formation of the uh, uh, epithermal system. So when you look that in parallel, you know, those are, again, the yellow is the super gene alteration found. It's still open because we only have drill almost the surface. 100 meters vertical, that's the maximum, because as long as we can drill the surface, there's no real mean to go and spend much, much more money to drill deeper. So this is the grab sample. And if you look, this is only the very high grade intercept that we got. We have a lot more, but on the picture, we just add you know, those high grade zones. So anything between like five, six, seven grams up to 34, 50 grams over two to three meters. This is the course, you know, of the biggest quartz vein. Now, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Just, just when, when you talk about super gene alteration, yeah. you kind of just describe that process to me. So you, 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 you've described this as an epithermal um, uh, de deposit. Yes. Um, with a super gene alteration. So this, there's a paleo erosion, erosional surface and some super gene um, uh, enrichment on that paleo surface prior to glaciation. Exactly. And prior to glaciation and prior to other, maybe some additional uh, sediment and other lava that they can be there, you know, because we're just at the beginning of the understanding of all the system. But if you look here, this is probably the paleo surface, as you mean. This is the rhyolite, so the lava flow. And at the top of it, sediment were capping that. So, you know, I don't know exactly the okay. timing of the fluids when, but for sure, it was pretty close from the surface where the uh, paleo surface and water came into it and then helped to deposit the gold. And when okay, we look so at so, so, yeah. so dipping to the northwest. So so these exactly you're totally right. Yes, dipping to the okay. northwest. Okay. And it goes uh, yeah at depth. And so and if you look, this is a little bit what yeah. I'm talking here. That is the what we've been mapped as the super gene gold enrichment. So this it, with is, within the rhyolite or within the sediment. Both of it. Both. Because as you can see, the that mineralization is also it's really at the contact where we are find more but it the vein some veins getting into the sediment uh, uh further so i don't know and how it, much sediment was before so 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 you've got um you've got footwall sediments and yes. vol volcanics then you've got a, a rhyolite flow yeah. and then on top of that you've got more sediments exactly and you're saying that the preferential mineralization mineralizing environment for whatever reason chemistry or temperature yeah. or 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 pressure it was on that contact between the rhyolite and the yes so so are you chasing a subvertical uh contact zone or are you chasing sorry are you chasing shallowly dipping contact zone or are you chasing subvertical structural zone Following the discovery, because as I said, this is the only first 10,000 meters, we all start looking for, a, you know, a, a big, big pit with low grade mineralization, which would follow that, you know, uh, dipping area. But yeah. after what we've been able to find out is maybe there's probably a part which is more orogenic than epithermal, because the origin, you were pretty close from the major fault. And some other expert uh, really consider what we have as most more uh, 
you know, uh, orogenic gold system. So then we can find higher grade van, which is what we find. You know, if I, I, I can show you here, you know, some quartz, this is what we call the VG into the uh, the uh, supergene gold mineralization. It has been proving up with thin section. We have iron carbonate, you know, uh, as you said, Mr. Corbett did a study about our own data that they showed that it's confirmed this is really a super gene. But if you look the other slide, this is mostly the high grade vein that we have. So those yeah. are what we have as very high grade vein up to, you know, the about three, four meters wide. And you see those. So VG, a little bit of visible gold, but also you start to see a little bit more galena, antimony, and a little bit of copper. But never like, a, it will never be a copper mine or a, a lead mine. But, you know, we're talking about 200 ppm only of yeah, lead. But it's, and, it's, a chemi it's a chemical signature. Exactly. And what is now our target after being able to locate those I-grade, you know, I cannot say shoot because that's not a mine yet. So I cannot say or shoot, but higher grade zone, you can see this is all open. So now in the next phase of drilling, what we're going to do is not to uh, follow the super drain alteration, but really to be able to try to chase those high grade veins, which we hope they're going to bring us to the mother load or what I can say, you know, the feeder zone uh, on the system. So, yeah. and as you see here, only about 100 meters, not even vertical that has been tested. And it seems to show already some, you know, or shoot, I cannot say or shoot, I know, but, but you know, gold uh, and rich men follow it uh, at, at that. So this is okay. what we want to follow. And and the, the, the this is a long section. You, uh, yeah. the, those high grade zones, are they kind of three to four meters thick? Is that what you're looking at? Yes. But the thing is, it's not just one because we have some a lot of time, like one bigger vein between one and three meters. But we should call it mostly kind of a corridor. So within that about a 10 meters wide zone, then you have probably one, yeah, one big vein and associate with a kind of stock work, you know, brittle uh, zone between uh, that they carry gold in it. So far, all the study that we have done confirmed that all the gold so far is within at length the quartz. So whatever the size of the quartz, you know, stock work, uh, little venlet, millimetric vein, they are all located in the quartz. So we don't see so far, so uh, gold disseminated within the rye-like package. Kind of sometimes, you know, you could have those, uh, you know, more continuous mineralization within the rhyolite. Us, it's really, really located at the contact zone. Okay, so it's, it's a quartz. Um, yeah, I, I, it won't always be this. I'm sure there'll be, you know, as you explore it further, there'll be other places where it's not related to the quartz. But so far... Yeah. You, you know, the, the gold is the gold goes where it goes, but at the moment it's going with the quartz. Exactly. Um, but so far, Merlin, if I can say Merlin, if you don't mind. Uh, OK, we're we have done during the summertime other discovery, which is a, a little bit different. So the fourth, you know, the style of the mineralization maybe. is more associated with pyritic zone and uh, and also uh, pyritic zone and also the uh, the uh, the the big potassic alteration, which could lead probably to the interpretation that there's many different mineralization events that they can be different within yeah. it. So maybe a yeah. part would be originic, some other will be like high grade vein and some other like a lower grade big pit. So, you know, it, it's just like a dream for a geologist because there's so much to be found there. 
and having access to all the ground, like paved road, it's all beside everything. We're going to learn a lot with it. So that's re that's really interesting. So it's 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 interesting how one's concept of geology evolves. Um, you know, you saw the super gene. Um, Greg Corbett, Corbett came in, and he's a fantastic geologist. I've worked with him. He's an extraordinary guy. Um, and then then the kind of the data just kind of starts saying, well, there is this the, the, there is this kind of epithermal signature, but there's also don't forget there's also this orogenic there's this deep structural stuff it's related to the quartz in some places it's related to the sulfides and other but it's linked to these second order or third order structures off that main major fault so i mean you're still in a very very early very early stage of understanding the, the yeah. mineralization in the wider area you know you're getting a better handle on what's happening at links but actually across the whole um um um, the, the whole camp, it's, you know, across, across Williams Brook, William, is it Williams Brook? Um, Williams yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's, there's a lot to learn still. Yes. No, and it's, uh, to be honest, it's just the beginning. And the way that we want to, uh, you know, confirm things is to start to really understand well the length goal zone. This way, we'll be able to apply that to the rest of what we call, you know, we think it's a birth of a new gold camp. For sure, we're going to need to have more gold everywhere, but so far. But yes, you know, learning that area, putting some survey on it, define some, we use also like uh, uh, artificial intelligence, you know, to direct us. We've done some work with uh, cards in Woodfall Geotech, Mirage Geoscience. So we are really, really like data directed and uh, technical work to be done. And then we're going to find, but you know, Marlon, the, the time we're going to know what kind of deposit is, is 10 years after the mine is done. So, yeah, sure, so sure, it's sure. always the same, yeah. you know, yeah. working. Yeah. But the beauty of it, like every time we go somewhere, we find gold, we, we increase the knowledge of the area. And, you know, it's really, really, as you said at the beginning, Bathurst area, New Brunswick, has been explored for 50 years. The only work done by a company was in 2008. So 50 years without lack of anything because there were no discoveries somewhere else. And in 2008, when we take that property, they had only few holes, few grab samples. So it's really great for a team like my technical team to start from something grassroots. And then within two years, that's only two years of work that we've been able to define that gold zone and then find more and probably two, three, four new additional zones that we're going to be working. But we don't want to, you know, that's why we use the uh, artificial intelligence because, you know, it's 40,000 hectares. So we don't want to lose time and go everywhere. We need to at least concentrate the work where we think it's the best. And sometimes, you know, what we do, we have our own expertise, my geologist, my VP exploration, define some targets, but we're not stick with it. We want to use like a little bit more, you know, artificial uh, uh, intelligence to help us and select. So okay. let's say that we have a belt, which is a trend 10 kilometers. It's easy to say, oh, let's go there and there. But if you can shrink that really zone in one kilometers, then you can do proper work and not lose time. Sometimes it's good to know where not to go because you just and, don't spend money. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And where are, where are you in that process? Yes. So basically 10,000 meters of drilling is done. The assays, uh, you know, are, are pretty good. 
we've done some uh, uh, early stage exploration elsewhere. So since about uh, the beginning of June, we had two teams working to define the next, what we call the next length gold zone, which is at least, you know, a drill ready target for the end of 2022 or 2023. So basically now we've done the drilling, all the data are sent to our consultant, like- uh, Hang on, hang yeah, so one, one second. So, so that 10,000 meters of drilling has all been done at links, has it? Exactly. Our drilling has all been concentrated to links. It was uh, like a recommendation from Mr. Quinton Inning, which has helped us as well as, uh, you know, an expert. And we did some really close spacing drilling, about 15 meters space hole, to really locate those hydrate. Because as it's never been drilled, we need to know where are those hydrate if we want to chase those at depth. So 10,000 meters of drilling there. Do you say five zero meters spacing or one five? One five. You probably oh, wow. noticed I'm French. I'm French. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you saw my, no. my accent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> so yes, we did really close spacing because those are sometimes pretty hard to follow. If there's, you know, the originic, Sometimes it pinch and swell, and you know it can have just a fault moving. So having those confirm three high grade zones so far to be able to follow at depth. Uh, you know uh, which we called in the past was the uh, pepitos, the lynx, and the moose. Now they call we are calling that zone just one major lens, which is the lynx gold zone. So it's going and, to be one zone. And have you picked up the mineralization underneath? You know you've talked about kind of drilling it. What, what's your pierce spacing um, on the fences? Uh, actually, when we drill one hole, we drill at, say, 45 meet, forty-five degree, and then we do a 65. So there's about maybe a 20 meters between, and then we go back another 25 and re-drill a 45. So I, 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 I bet we have, like, really nice continuity over 50 meters so far vertical, but it's not because it's not there anymore, just because... You know, we've moved and drilled along strike instead of trying to go deeper because the mineralization and the rock is similar everywhere. Every hole hit the supergene alteration, quartz vein. The only thing we don't know is the gold grade. So as now, the time around, the time frame is three months to get the assays. That's the reason why we're going to say we drill the first 100 meters, get all the assays back, and then drill deeper. Because if you just keep drilling an area that there were no gold, I mean... It's not efficient. <laughs> and uh, so, so you, you've got 750 meters. You've drilled out to a, um, a depth of about 100 meters vertical. Yes. Um, you're waiting for those. And, and that's the 10,000 meters. And so, yes. So we won't know about the consistency of the gold grade. We won't know about the kind of that, that small variability until we get the assays back. Although you can, can say that so far it links. Every time you've got quartz, you've got gold. Therefore, you're confident or you're hopeful that there is going to be gold through this. Plus, presumably, you've got a handle on visible gold as well. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, there's zone. The one that we have been confirming, the three zones, are pretty, pretty consistent, really consistent. We know now that once we drill the, the you know, what we call first the length vein, the main, uh, you know, central part of length, we know now that most every hole it. And when I'm talking about eating is, you know, probably a metal factor for gold for at least 25 to 200. So, you know, we know that is area. But it doesn't mean that if we go just a little bit further, 
then it's going to be a deeper place. So, you know, this is, we got some surprise because at surface we had some very high grade zone. When we drill yep. just underneath was not there, but when we drill a little bit further, then we hit. So this is, okay. it's, it's, it's hard because there's quartz everywhere. And as I said, we don't know it before the grade come back from the, uh, the, the, the lab good i'm just i'm just i'm slowly under building my understanding of, of where you've got to and 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 what you're seeing and what where you are in that process it's but, gonna um, be good for the next meeting though <laughs> yeah <laughs> take it this way <laughs> well i learned I, I learned by repetition and i hope i hope that yeah. by me by me learning on yes. camera i also help the viewers learn at the same I think time so. yes because we're um, too deep in it huh us yeah you you guys you 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 know it all you it's all yeah. you, you you've got you've got too much information too much knowledge you exactly. have to you have to find someone really ignorant to share it with um so you've got the two teams have been working as you say over the summer two other teams looking yeah. for new new drill targets yes um and you sent them to places that you had highlighted as priority areas based on the geophysics and the AI work that yeah. you've done. Yes. Um, and you said that they are working up targets to be ready to drill either at the end of this year or early into next year. Can you tell me a little bit more about what they found, what they're looking at? Yeah. Um, where they've I would got even to? propose to show you on map, if you don't mind. Let's do it. Okay, perfect. C'est formidable. <laughs> We're good, though. <laughs> so what we use, as I said, you know, uh, prior is that. So if you're asking me, do we think there's some, you know, higher grade zone pretty consistent? You see those color over 10 grams, two to tens, you know, 0.3. So you see this is now to start to really show those continuity up to at least, as I said, about 50 meters. But now it's open just because we didn't drill there. So all that information together. So, so, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Could, you, could you just go back and just show me the three, three main zones that you've um, highlighted? Yes. Yeah. Here, this. You know, that is the central part uh, of the lengths. That's the reason why we call it the lengths. And what we see here, you know, that is the main surface uh, zone at lengths. So that is the central part. And we have many sand volcanic fall there. So one of the interpretation, those sand volcanic fall could have been used as a quandary to bring, you know, the mineralization at surface. This zone is uh, uh, that we call in the past the, uh, the moose gold zone, and they're similar PT. That one is a little bit less work, and we have like those two high-grade zones. At surface was pretty good, but we could not do stripping. So as you see on the slide, this could not be stripped because a little bit too much overburden. And it's okay. funny, where you don't strip, you don't see the veins well. So sometimes you can drill parallel to the vein and miss the vein. So yeah. when all the info was put together, then this is what you said about Corbett. You know, we're talking about that potentially. He did some work for us here. You're showing that where might be, those can be the same volcanic fall. Those are the high-grade vein, and they, they can be related to a porphyry goal or, you know, any kind of porphyry system. And we have a major, major, like, potassium alteration and anomaly right there. So that's is one of the you know area to be worked but if you're talking about how i could target it you, this is 40,000 hectare so that's a huge land package so what we do with mira is a mineral potential index and what they put together is the alteration the stratigraphy structural geophysics geochem 
and mineralogy, and they put that together to put like uh, this is not a mag anomaly or mag. This is really okay. A potential. It's, it's, it's a heat map. Yes, this is a, where you should go and focus. So this is you know the 700 meters and the drilling, the 10,000 meter drilling that we've been there. So if you put that together, you have you know confirmed that what we call the O'Neill Gold Trend can extend there and maybe have another one here up to south. This is the next area where it can be on the other side or an additional you know, layer or fold that we don't know yet. And this is the two new zones that we've been working uh, during the you know, been, uh, work in 2008 where we did a little bit more work. So this summer, the field, the trenching, the stripping was in that area. And once again, is right over the red. So if you look, there's many, many areas that we have not touched yet, but we are now concentrate the work on those uh, high potential map. Okay, so yeah. um, given that you earlier yeah. uh, said that you'd like to go from prospecting to trenching to stripping prior to drilling, yeah. is it logical to think that the, the next place that you're going to drill is at WB1 and WB2? It's going to be, uh, the if you're talking about new zone to be drilled, yes. But we'll probably do drilling at length itself to follow those zones, you know, at depth. Because one of the things we want to confirm, the depth extension of the high-grade vein and see if they're related to, uh, you know, a deeper uh, sources of gold or feeder zone or whatever at depth. So we're going to do a little bit of drilling there, but it's going to be the same timing. Once we're going to launch the drilling program, we're going to have few holes there or many holes, depends about the success we have. But yes, the new drilling area will be here. Okay. That needs own work and strip. Because last year, we already had a little bit of trenching information. This summer, we do the stripping similar to the lengths. And then once the stripping will be done and all the assays back in hand, we're going to bring the drill and drill those uh, area. Now, th this map is very pretty. Um, it's very nice to look at. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what have the what have the geologists got most excited about when they've gone out and they've been prospecting in these areas where you've talked about exploration, trenching, and prospecting? Which is the bits where they've come back and said, "You know what? I bet a beer that this is the best place." Uh, I, I have. Uh, I've been honest with you, Merlin. I have a really enthusiastic team, so they always think this is the best found again and again. Like doing some trenching as we do is they find some stuff, new stuff, you know, every week, two, three times a week, because every time you bring a backhoe somewhere and do some trenches, you made a discovery. You know, what the, whatever it's a goal discovery, which just, a, you know, something liturgical information, that's always helped, because they said at the beginning of summer, hey, Marcel, we might not drill anymore, or the length zone is so great at William too. It's the stripping is crazy, there's gold everywhere, so that was the place. And then they found really something nice right here, and said, oh, Marcel, no, no, it's really more exciting there. So what we're going to do is get the assays back. But I think this is a little bit different. You know, everything we find in that area has a more similar mineralization, talking about gold, high-grade gold in quartz vein at the contact with two kinds of rock. Uh, yeah. Hard rock, which is open up when they do the, you know, the collision, and always capped with uh, maybe sediment or a mafic lava or something else. And then this area is a little bit different because it's mostly more homogeneous gold mineralization within a rhyolite. So we don't see those big quartz veins. 
it's mostly like a, a stock work zone in pyritic, uh, you know, a bit more pyrite uh, uh, alteration. But then, you know, we've done some soil survey, additional uh, new discovery, uh, also mag, uh, drone mag survey. So even if it doesn't seem like this, we have been really, really, you know, uh, active on ground all the summer long. And now that the fall is coming, then we're going to have a continuous news of flow to inform the people and the market about what we have done during the summertime. And as the three, two, three months time frame between the collection of the sample and the assays, that's all because everything sample in June will be released pretty soon. And we have been working still. And we're still working every day and find new gold stuff. Now, quick question: the yes. I, I noticed on that thing you had something like a bulk sample um, yes. at at links. I, I love a bulk sample. Yeah, uh, it's always nice to get uh, some representation representativity in your in your sampling. Can you yeah. talk to me about what you were doing there and and, and what that process is? The first thing is was to make sure there's enough gold there because you know a bulk sample costs a lot of money. So that has been checked. Yes, it's really prospective. We have nice gold. It's all at surface, so which is great. What we've done uh, is still confidential, but we did really, really early stage met test just to see if it's easy or not to recover the gold from the vein. This is the first step because as we know, all the gold is in the vein. We need to know how to take that. So after the drilling and we got enough assays to be really confident, we launched uh, a, a, ten hole, a 10 holes HQ drilling program direct in the veins to get the uh, sample to do the a bigger test on those veins. So this is currently happening. We have 100 meters of HQ core, which is going to give us enough material to at least see the recovery and the met test again have a flu sheet of it before doing the bulk sample so so what are you yeah. what are you talking is that about 600 kilograms yeah something like this you know it's a hq uh, about you know every sample is about uh, probably two kilo we're going to have about let's say like five six hundred kilograms just on three different veins just to see the recovery not it won't give us the real you know bulk sample uh, data the only thing we want is the flu sheet because once we're going to collect the bulk sample or bigger sample and we send that to a lab, we need to give them at least a flu sheet or to start somewhere. If not, you won't be able to get a real good, uh, um, you know, uh, result of it and get a good all, interpretation. It, it'll also give you a um, quite good understanding of grade as well. It, exactly. Yeah. Because we're going to do like, you know, two meter space all in that vein. And we know this is the reality of it. You know, the veins are not like uh, four meters and all straight. So, you know, it's like this, like this. So, you know, we try to drill as much as we can the veins to get the sample. But the beauty of it, the goal is in the vein. But as I said earlier, just beside the veins are all the stock work, the little vein net that they carry gold as well. So it's going to be pretty, pretty representative of, you know, the mineralization at surface. And once yeah. we have the flu sheet during the, uh, the, the winter time, we're going to apply for the permit. So permitting on the bulk sample. So we're looking maybe at between four and 12,000, you know, tons bulk sample. Uh, okay. It's going so, to be so done during the spring, you know, this, that's going to be the second step after knowing what would be the recipe, the best recipe to recover the gold. 
so so the the bulk sample you've you've done is is like the first stage it's 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 yeah. it's an orientation bulk sample exactly with a, with a view to doing a secondary bigger bulk sample later how nice how nice um i i always like just clean quartz and gold uh yeah. it's the sulfide's a real pain in the butt uh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I understood that, eh? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you understand far too much, but there yeah. we go. Um, great. Well, um, super. I've, I've, I've really feel as if I've learned a lot about your project and about the team and about the way that you're doing the work. Um, I look forward to seeing those results starting coming to, to starting to come through. I'll be in London as well in uh, October, so I don't know if you're in the area, but would be yeah, I'll, to catch up. I'll, I'll be there. La prochaine fois, nous pouvons faire l'acte de vrille en français, si tu veux. Ah, je veux. Parfait. Thank you very much, Merlin. No, yeah, we won't. We, we, <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolument pas. Okay, good. No, um, great. Well, thank you very much and good thank luck. You. And um, yeah. um, That's my goal. Time. That's it. <laughs>